Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today you're going to discover a key of C major harmonic workout. And you're going to learn how to think within the key of C major harmonically. And you're going to play block chords, traditional shells, contemporary shells, two-handed voicings, using common harmonic motion within the key of C major. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you are going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of C major harmonic workout to be very beneficial. If you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, if you are a first-time Jazz Piano Skills podcast listener, then I want to take just a couple minutes, as I do at the beginning of every podcast episode, to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do is visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available and waiting for you to help you develop into an accomplished jazz pianist. So, for example, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs that I develop and I produce for every single weekly podcast episode. These are invaluable tools that you want to have at your fingertips to study away from the instrument as well as to have at your fingertips while studying and practicing at the instrument. Invaluable tools. Also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to the online sequential Jazz Piano Curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using all of the courses using a self-paced format. There are educational talks to enjoy, interactive media. There are video demonstrations in all 12 keys of the Jazz Piano Skills that's being taught within the course. Of course, there are play-alongs and much, much more to enjoy and to benefit from using. Also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have a reserved seat in the weekly online masterclasses, which are, as I always say, in essence, they are a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. And also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to the private jazz piano community, which This community hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and, of course, general jazz piano forums as well. And last but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you can enjoy unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, just visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. There are several membership plans to to choose from, and I'm confident there is one that fits you perfectly. If you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you and to help you in any way that I can. Okay. Let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of C major harmonic workout. Before I forget, I want to wish everyone Happy New Year. (laughs) Wow, can you believe it? I hope you are excited about 2022. And I hope toward the top of your New Year's resolution list, is the goal of significantly improving your jazz piano skills. I want you to know that near the top of my New Year's resolution uh, list is my commitment to provide you with exceptional educational content throughout the entire year. And I'm telling you right now, (laughs) right now, it is going to be a fantastic year. The podcast episode lineup for 2022 is phenomenal. Now, I'm not going to lie, what I have planned for you in 2022 is going to take some serious grunt work on your end, but if you stay the course, 
hang in there with me throughout 2022. By this time next year, you will be thrilled with just how much you have improved. So much so that you'll be able to mark the improved jazz piano skills item on your New Year's resolution list. You'll be able to mark that item as accomplished. So happy new year. Here we go. 2022. Ready or not, right? (laughs) Here we go. You know, last week, we wrapped up 2021 with a look at the great Sonny Rollins standard St. Thomas. And we did so in all 12 keys. And just to refresh your memory as to why we did this, it was to help each of us gain an accurate assessment of our ability to think within a key, to think within all 12 keys, to be precise. And I believe I stated in last week's podcast episode that the bottom line is simply this. Your success as a jazz pianist depends 100% upon your ability to comfortably think within keys, and apply various jazz piano skills to the keys. Now, if, if you are unable to think within keys and easily apply essential jazz piano skills like voicing, scales, arpeggios, last week I demonstrated everything using two-handed voicings as the skill, but if you are unable to think within keys, and easily apply essential jazz piano skills, then you will not, let me repeat, you will not become an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, I'm simply speaking truthfully, no sugarcoating. Now, I picked St. Thomas for a couple of reasons. The melody, which we learn by ear, right? The melody is 100% diatonic. In other words, it uses only the notes of the scale. That's it. And the root movement of the chord progression is 99.9% diatonic as well. The only exception is the sharp four diminished chord toward the end of the end of the melody. So hopefully, after you have wrestled with St. Thomas from last week and as you listen to the first podcast episode of the year, now, right now, you have a pretty solid, hopefully a pretty accurate understanding of how well you think within keys. Really, the, the, the whole point of last week's podcast episode was to prep you for the new series I am launching today with the start of the new year. You see how that works? New new year, new podcast series. Pretty cool. So without further ado, the new Jazz Piano Skills podcast series that I am extremely excited to introduce to you is the new Workout series. Yeah, you heard that correctly, right? Workout. It's time for us to get serious about the Jazz Piano Skills we have explored over the past three years and begin placing them within the context of keys. So throughout this new year, I am going to present to you a harmonic and a melodic workout for each of the 12 keys. And of course, what better way to begin than with the key of C major, right? probably the key that we're most, all of us are the most familiar with. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore the key of C major harmonically. And number two, we are going to play essential harmonic shapes that you need to discover, learn, and play. Block shapes, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed voicings. Number three, we are going to play two absolutely essential harmonic progressions using the various harmonic shapes that I just mentioned. 
Those progressions, of course, being the iconic 2-5-1 progression, and right behind it, the 3-6-2-5-1 progression. And number four, in total, I am going to introduce to you today 16 key specific harmonic exercises that you can and should be using to help you gain a mastery, a harmonic mastery of the key of C major. Now, if you're a jazz piano skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button, take a few minutes, download and print the podcast packets, the illustrations and the lead sheets. They are hefty this week. There's a lot of material included in the illustrations and the lead sheets that I want you to have in your hands as you listen to this podcast episode. And of course, you should be using them when practicing as well. So if you're listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and on and on and on, then be sure to go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download, to access and download the podcast packets. And you will find the active download links within the show notes. So hit the pause button, take a couple minutes, and get your hands on the podcast packets. One final but extremely important note that I always mentioned and mentioned in every podcast episode. If you are in some way listening right now and and if you are thinking in your head, you're thinking, man, a key of C major harmonic workout. If you're thinking that what we're about to explore within this harmonic workout, the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play. If you're thinking that these skills are in some ways over your head, or if you, or even if you feel like they're all the way over your head, then I would say to you, okay, so what? <laughs> I say it every week, right? So what? This is how we grow, right? Continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. The fact is this, all skills are over our heads when first introduced. I can't even begin to tell you how many <laughs> presentations and lectures I've listened to where I was like, man, I have no idea what they're talking about. But I hung in there. And this is precisely the first step that we need to take in order to improve our musicianship listening, right? All musical growth begins upstairs mentally before it can come out downstairs physically in your hands. So hang in there. Listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and learn. The play, as always, will come in time. I guarantee it. Okay, so I want you to grab lead sheet number one. It says upper left-hand corner, exercise one, right? And you'll see that it's called root and inverted blocks. This skill right here is absolutely the foundation of understanding a key. You see on the lead sheet, we have the seven chords of the key of C major laid out here. C major seven, D minor seven, E minor seven, F major seven, G dominant seven, A minor seven, and B half diminished, or B minor seven flat five. And you notice I have the block shapes, four block shapes for each one of those chords laid out in the left hand and in the right hand. So for instance, the very first two measures, you have C major seven laid out in root position, then C major seven, first inversion, C major seven, second inversion, C major seven, third inversion. Right, And you notice the same format is used for D minor 7, E minor 7, and so on for all seven chords at the key of C major. So the idea is that I want you to begin practicing these blocks in both hands. Now, this is not necessarily how you're going to play the chords in context in a, within a standard or a tune that you're playing, but this is just as much, believe it or not, a preparation for improvisational development as, as it is for gaining a mastery or command of thinking within a key. These blocks, these shapes are vitally important. Okay, so I have them laid out in both hands. You should practice hands separately, of course, left hand by itself, right hand by itself, 
and then put the two hands together. So what I want to do is just kind of model this for you. I'm going to bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play. I'm literally going to blow through this entire exercise. I'm going to go right down the entire sheet. You can follow along. I'm going to play the the root position and three inverted shapes for each of the seven chords. I'm going to go through it twice. As you can see on the lead sheet in front of you, you can see those repeat signs for each section. In other words, what I'm trying to communicate there is that you should isolate, isolate each one of those sections and tons of repetition as you get them under your fingers and in your ears, okay? But for the sake of time, I'm going to play through both of these. Uh, I'm going to play through the exercise all the way down twice, uh, repeating the entire exercise twice so you can kind of get a feel. Now, the tempo I'm going to be using throughout the day, very comfy, very relaxed, 85. This is not a speed contest, right? As we get, as we do our workout, and we explore the key of C major harmonically. This is about digesting the, the shapes and the sounds of C major. This is not about a, a, a speed race. Okay, so, all right, so here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Follow along with your lead sheet, exercise one, root and inverted blocks. Here we go. Check it out. stress, you know, uh, so oftentimes we tend to look at a fundamental exercise as being remedial. And it's simply not the case, right? I can't begin to tell you how many times students, and quite honestly, even some, <laughs> even some pretty accomplished musicians when asked to do some basic skills, such as playing the blocks and in inverted shapes, can sometimes struggle, right? So what I'm saying, what I'm trying to stress is do not blow past these introductory type exercises within a key as don't write them off as being too simple because the reality is they're not, okay? So now I want you to grab exercise two, exercise three, exercise four, and exercise five from your lead sheet packet. And now you'll see that I've taken these same blocked shapes, but I've isolated each shape, the root position, the first inversion, the second inversion, and the third inversion. So exercise two deals with just the, the chords of the key of C major in root position, ascending from C major up to B half diminished. And then descending, right? And then I do the same thing if you look at exercise three, ascending and descending motion with these block shapes, but now in first inversion. Then exercise four, same format, ascending and descending through the chords of C major, but now in second inversion. And then exercise five, again, same format, ascending and descending, but now the chords are in third inversion. So what I want to do, I'm going to bring the ensemble and I'm going to combine all for, again, just for the sake of time, I'm going to combine all four of these exercises 
into one plane for you. This is not how I would suggest doing it. I would suggest isolating um, each of these groups and getting them under your hands and in your ears that way. But for the sake of time, I want you to hear all of these exercises. So I'm going to play through each exercise one time. I'll play through all the chords of C major in root position, then repeat and play them all in first inversion, then repeat, second inversion, then repeat, third inversion. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what these exercises sound like. Here we go. Again, right, it may seem like it's pretty fundamental, pretty simple, pretty easy stuff. Until, of course, you have to put your hands on them and play, actually play the exercises in time, ascending and descending. It's always easy until we have to do it. So what I'm trying to say is do it, okay? Now, let's go on to exercise number or exercise number six. Okay. Now we start getting into our traditional shells in our workout, right? We've done these block shapes and root position and, and three inversions. Now we're going to start playing our traditional shell voicings. And, and this is one of the reasons why these block shapes are so important because as you start leaving notes out, like these traditional shells, there's no root involved in these shells. It's gone. So once you start leaving the root out and you start leaving some other notes out and you play the shell, it becomes a little bit more abstract. And so it becomes very uh, important that you truly know the key in order for these shapes to start making visual sense as well as oral sense as well. So as you'll see there in exercise six, I have two options laid out for each chord of the key of C major. So you'll see three, seven, nine, seven, three, five voicings for each of the chords for C major, for D minor, E minor, and so on. So this exercise is just a one measure each, again, nice and relaxed at 85. This exercise is intended to just help you get your hands on these two primary shapes, traditional shells, the 379 and the 735 shell. So let's bring the ensemble in. I'm going to play through this exercise and let's see what you think. You'll hear the beauty of these traditional shells. Here we go. Check it out.
now you can now you can see what I'm talking about that these shapes become much more abstract when we start playing shells the, the absence of the root as well as other notes just makes it a little bit more difficult to easily grab onto well, a couple things I want to point out number one I played through the exercise twice I'm going to do that for most of the exercises from here on out but I also want to draw your attention to, to um, letter C there on your lead sheet, the E minor 7. Notice I have an F sharp in there. I'm treating that um, E minor 7 of having that F sharp in there as kind of like I'm using the Lydian mode of C major. And, and really, the F sharp, I'm treating that as a 9. Um, the F natural to me just does not sound pleasant. And the ear, the ear. As many of my students will attest to, I say all the time, the ear trumps theory, always, right? So if it sounds good, it is good. If it sounds bad, it is bad, right? So we have to start trusting our ears. So that F sharp, I can explain the presence of that F sharp, th theoretically speaking, but I can also just just um, strip it down to my ear is telling me that the F sharp sounds better. So I just wanted to draw your attention that that's not a typo in the lead sheet that F-sharp is intended to be in there. Okay, so now draw your attention to exercise seven. So grab that lead sheet, okay? Now I'm going to actually play those shells, but now instead of playing both the 379 and the 735 shells side by side, I'm going to just play the three, seven, nine shells for each of the seven chords of the key of C. I'm, let me say that again. We're going to stick with just the three, seven, nine shells. So it's going to be C major, three, seven, nine, D minor, three, seven, nine, E minor, three, seven, nine, F major, three, seven, nine. Okay? That sounds easy. <laughs> Think again. It's not so easy. We're sticking with the same shape all the way through all the chords of the key of C. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. If we isolate the 379 voicing, we should isolate the 735 voicing. So if you look at lead sheet, the next lead sheet, exercise 8. Again, the exercise number is in the upper left-hand corner of the lead sheet. Now I'm going to isolate the 735 voicing and play through all seven chords of the key of C using the 735 shell only. So once again, let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out these seven, three, five, five voicings for all seven chords of the key of C major. Here we go.
Okay, so so far with our key of C major harmonic workout, we've taken a look at the block chords, the block shapes and root position, first, second, and third inversion. We've then explored traditional three-note left-hand shells, the 379 shape and the 735 shape, applying both of those shapes to each of the chords in the key of C major. Now we're going to turn our attention to the contemporary shells or the chordal shells or the fourthy shells. So now, and again, the reason these shells are titled as such is because the interval, the interval, the primary interval used to construct each of these shapes is the interval of a fourth. So if you look at your lead sheets, exercise nine, contemporary shell voicings. And again, like the traditional shells, I'm presenting to you two options that you need to get under your fingers. And I have the numeric construction of those shapes underneath each one of the voicings. So for instance, you see on the C major seven, you see the three, six, nine is one of our shapes. And then the other option for C major seven is seven, three, six. Okay, and I do that same, I utilize that same format for all seven chords here in the key of C major. So now what I want to do is bring the ensemble back in and I want to play our two primary voicing options using contemporary shells for each of the chords in the key of C major. Okay, so let's check this out and see what we think. Here we go. exercise 10 and exercise 11. I want you to put them side by side. We're going to do some isolation here, but the isolation is going to be based on geographical location, not, not based on the construction of the voicing. So as you, as you look at exercise 10, the idea is how do I move from C major 7 to D minor 7 to E minor 7 to F major 7 and so on? How do I move from each one of those harmonic sounds to the next harmonic sound using these contemporary shells and doing so utilizing minimal motion? Minimal motion. So you're going to see some replication here, and there should be some light bulb moments for you where you see that the same shape is used to represent or to um, support the sound that is being played. So, for instance, the C major on ex exercise 10, the C major, I'm using a 3-6-9 voicing. Then I go to that B, uh, I'm sorry, the D minor in the B section there. I go to that D minor using a 1-4-7. Then in the C section with the E minor, I use a 1-4-7 for that. But notice the 1-4-7 for my E minor are the exact same notes as my 369 for my C major. Wow, right? So now it even becomes a little bit more abstract because we're using some of the same shapes to support different sounds within the key of C major, different chords. Right? So now all of this should absolutely be pointing you back right to the very basic 
block chords and their inverted shapes because the better you understand those fundamental shapes, the easier these abstract shapes become, right? The foggier the fundamentals, <laughs> the harder these abstract shapes are to get under your fingers. So now I want to bring the ensemble back in and let's listen to these contemporary chordal voicings using minimal motion to move from one chord to the next chord within the key of C major. So here we go. Check it out. cool, right? It's good stuff. So now exercise 11, grab that lead sheet. We're going to do the same thing, but instead of starting with our C major using a 369 shape, we're going to use the other option, which is the 736 voicing. And we're going to utilize the same approach where we're going to get from our C major to our D minor to our E minor to our F major using minimal motion minimal motion. And we're going to discover the same thing that we just discovered with the previous exercise. And that is some of the exact same shapes are utilized to play different sounds within the key, different chords. So follow along exercise 11, got that lead sheet in front of you. Follow along. Here we go. Check it out. Let's see what we think. Here we go. I just want to take a couple seconds right here to recap our workout. It's <laughs> this is a lot of work. I told you, right? Grunt work. So we started with our black voicings, root position, first, second, and third inversion. We went to our traditional three-note shells, our 379 and 735 shells. We explored those. Then we moved to our contemporary voicings that are built using the primary interval of a fourth. And then we explored using those chordal shapes playing all seven chords within the key with the goal of utilizing minimal motion to go from one chord to the next chord to the next chord. So, hey, we're about halfway through our workout, all right? So now we move on to 
playing two-handed voicings. These are five-note shapes. So grab exercise 12. Exercise 12. These are two-handed voicings. I use five-note shapes when I play two-handed voicings. I play two in the left. I play three in the right for a total of five notes. And again, I'm using numbers below each one of those voicings to um, indicate the notes within the scale that I'm using to cons- to build the voicing, to construct the voicing. So I have, as I did with the traditional shells and the contemporary shells, with these two-handed voicings, we have two primary options. So what I want to do right now is just bring the ensemble in and play both options for each of the seven chords of the key of C major. Follow along with your lead sheet. Here we go. Let's check it out. sound, right? These are my primary voicings that I use whenever I am playing solo piano or playing in a group context. I These are my fallback uh, go-to voicings that I am giving you right now um, in the key of C major, right? Of course, we're going to be doing this for all 12 keys throughout the year. So this is what I'm saying. Hang in there. This is going to be a great year. You're going to learn a ton So now we're going to do the exact same thing that we did with our contemporary left-handed shells. We're going to do it with our two-handed voicings. I'm going to play the seven chords of the key of C major using two-handed shapes. And again, the objective is to move from one chord to the next chord to the next chord within the key, utilizing minimal motion. Okay, so if you're looking at exercise 13 in your lead sheets, Just look at how compact the movement is going from one chord to the next chord to the next chord. Very streamlined. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's listen to these shapes, the chords, the sounds of the key of C major using two-handed voicings and minimal motion. Here we go. Check it out. So 
So we want to do the exact same thing again. But now this time, instead of starting with our C major, starting with our three, six, nine, five, one, or two, five, one shape, this shape, we want to start with our other option, which is going to be seven, three, six, nine, five. This one. So if you look at your lead sheet, right? This is going to be lead sheet number 14, two-handed voicings, set two. So again, the objective is to move through all seven chords of the key of C major using our two-handed voicings and utilizing minimum motion to move from one sound to the next sound to the next sound. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out, see what we think. Here we go. is going to be a workout. When I say workout, I mean workout, right? Once again, started with the block, shapes, root position, three inversions, traditional shells, three note shells, three, seven, nine, seven, three, five, contemporary shells built upon the interval of a fourth, then two-handed voicings, both options, two different options for each, each of the two-handed voicings as well. So now we've done a pretty thorough job of looking at the various uh, chords within the key of C and applying the various ways to voice those chords, either as left-handed shells or two-handed voicings. Now what we want to do is drop them into the context of harmonic motion within the key of C. And of course, we're going to start with the iconic, the most important progression of all especially within in the world of jazz, and that's the 2-5-1 progression. So the very first thing I want to do is I want to play the 2-5-1 progression using our block shapes, our root position, and three inversions. So I'm going to play through the exercise. You'll see on your lead sheet, exercise 15, you'll see section A, B, C, and D, 2-5-1 progression using those block shapes. I'm going to play I'm going to play an exercise right now where I just go from one to the next one to the next one to the next one. Again, you should isolate these, these lines and practice them. But for the sake of time, I'm going to just play through all four possibilities, all four options in one exercise. So let's bring the ensemble in. Follow along with your lead sheet. Here we go. Nice. 
nothing wrong with that, right? Absolutely nothing wrong with using those block uh, shapes underneath your melody plane. Nothing wrong at all. So now we're going to play the 2-5-1, and we're going to play the same progression, our 2-5-1 progression, but utilize our traditional three-note shells. So if you look at section E and section F on your lead sheet, you will see the three-note options, traditional shells laid out. So I'm going to play each each um, section twice. I'm going to play section E twice, section F twice, using these three-note options. And you can see there the 379 voicings go to the 735 voicings, go to the 379 voicings in section E. And in section F, the 735 go to go to the 379 goes to the 735. Pretty nice to know. Pretty interesting how they alternate back and forth. So here we go. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to these traditional shell voicings being played with the 251 progression. Here we go. So let's do the same thing with our contemporary shells, right? We have two ways to approach the 251 using our primary contemporary shell voicings. So let's let's play through each one twice. This is going to be section G, section section H on your lead sheet. Section G, sec, section H using our contemporary shells. So here we go, 251 contemporary chordal voicings. Let's see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. Look at section I and section J on your lead sheet. These are two-handed voicings. Again, we're going to play section I twice, section J twice, using our three, our, our five-note shapes, our two-handed voicings to play our two-five-one progression. So follow along with the lead sheet. Here we go. Check it out. thorough way to play 251 in the key of C, right? Using our traditional blocks, traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed voicings. So now let's kind of ratchet it up a little bit. Let's let's make it a little more intense here in our workout. So now we're moving to the 36251 progression. And instead of each chord being played for an entire measure, 
right? We just got done playing the D minor for an entire measure, then the G dominant for an entire measure, and then the C major 7 that we just sat on for actually two measures. Now it's going to get a little bit more intense because each chord, as you can see there, if you've got the lead sheet in front of you, exercise 16, each one of our chords is just going to last for two beats. So we have the E minor 7 and A minor 7 in one measure, the D minor 7 and the G dominant in one measure, followed by the C major 7. So we have to move through our harmonic shapes at a little, little quicker clip here, right? But we're going to do the same process that we just did for the 2-5-1. We're going to play our 3-6-2-5-1 using traditional blocks, root position, and inverted positions and inverted shapes, followed by our traditional shells, contemporary shells, and two-handed voicings. But first, let's start with our traditional blocks. I'm going to play section A, B, C, and D on your lead sheet. I'm going to play them in one exercise. Follow along and you'll hear it as I move through the 36251 progression using these shapes. Here we go. Check it out. clip. Each chord is only lasting for two counts. So now look at section E and section F on your lead sheet. These are traditional shells. So I'm going to play each section twice. I'm going to play through line E, section E twice, and then section F twice. All right, using traditional shells. Three, six, two, five, one. Here we go. Check it out. Right on to section G and H on our lead sheet, and, and you can see there these are our contemporary chordal voicings. So let's tackle this three, six, two, five, one progression using these shapes. And again, we're trying to move from each chord, our three to our six to our two to the five, using minimal motion. So pay attention to that as we go through this exercise. Section G, section eight, three, six, two, five, one, using our contemporary chordal voicings. Here we go. Absolutely love it. Okay, and then the last step for our harmonic workout. Look at section I and section J on your lead sheet. These are our two-handed five-note voicings, two in the left, three in the right. And again, trying to use minimal motion going from each chord. 
from our E minor to our A minor to our D minor to G dominant to C major. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to section I, section J. I'm going to play each section twice. Here we go. Let's check it out. Was that a workout or was that a workout? It never fails, right? We always unpack a ton of information in each and every podcast episode. But today, today was pretty remarkable. We explored a ton. We explored a ton as we tackled the key of C major harmonic workout. And next week, next week, you got a week, you got a week to honker down on this and get this under your hands, right? Because next week we jump into the key of C major melodic workout. They go hand in hand, right? It's an amazing one-two punch for sure. How exciting is this, right? We're going to go through a harmonic and melodic workout for all 12 keys throughout this year, 2022. And now you know why I said earlier that if you hang in there with me this year, you are going to experience a ton of jazz piano growth. You will love where you are musically a year from now. That's for sure. So once again, I want to encourage you to use the podcast packets, those lead sheets, the illustrations, check those out. Amazing paper practice. I have illustrations in there where I've mapped them out for you to use as examples. And then there's all kinds of templates for you to use to map out these various harmonic shapes that we just explored today in this podcast episode. So be sure to check out and use your podcast packets. As you've heard me say over and over and over again, your conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So the time that you invest in studying and mapping out the harmonic exercises that we just explored, it's time very well spent. In fact, the return on your investment, there are no words to adequately express the return on your investment. And as always, I want to encourage you to be patient, right? Developing mature professional jazz piano skills, such as the harmonic shapes that we explore today, takes time. So begin structuring your, your, your development, your practicing after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you in this podcast episode. And you will begin, I promise you, you will begin to see and feel and hear your musical progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of C major harmonic workout to be insightful and, of course, beneficial. Don't forget, I will see you Thursday evening online, January 6th, for our first masterclass of the 2022 year, right? So join me Thursday evening. Uh, what time? I forgot, man. We've been off for two weeks. <laughs> 8 p.m. Central Time. 8 p.m. Central Time. I will see you online. Also, again, Get your podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, play along, use them. And of course, check out the Chaz Jazz Piano Skills courses that are online. They will maximize your musical growth, I guarantee it. And likewise, make sure you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there, get involved, and contribute to the various forums. M most importantly, make some new jazz piano friends. Always a great thing to do. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. By email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com or by SpeakPipe, found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. 
Well, there is my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy the key of C major harmonic workout. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.